welcome back to uh, another episode of the Laughing Matter podcast. Allie this week is on a little vacation, so I have a special guest with us here tonight. My number one fan, my sister, all the way from Portland, Oregon. Say hello, Amanda. Hello, fans who don't have a name yet. We're working on it. We're workshopping. <laughs> well, that's our number one fan, isn't it? Your job to make the name? I don't... <laughs> did not know this came with the job description but i will i will percolate and we'll see okay i feel like it should be more of a uh i feel like it should be either be assigned or assigned <laughs> by you guys oh or or it has to be a more uh natural progression yeah like okay. you know whatever you guys start trending as on twitter mm. or x or whatever it's called now you rebranded it did you not hear he rebranded Twitter? Yeah, it's called X. The big flashy sign on the building in San Francisco, and uh, then he got in trouble. That's actually really funny. I just imagine him like putting like a like a big X over the Twitter sign. <laughs> no, it was janky as hell. Yeah. Like it looked like he went to the scrapyard and like built it in his basement. Like I don't know, it was weird. And apparently, like a bunch of the companies, he, or at least one other company that he's like run or whatever he tried to brand x and the board of directors like, was like vetoed it no because it gets caught in internet filters as like porn like yeah. x-rated yeah and then like he already has like space x and stuff like that and then now he's what trying... is his obsession with the letter x i don't know he's just a weird guy he is a weird guy do you want to talk about how they're about to like it's him so elon musk and the guy who made Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, are like literally gonna like UFC fight each other. I know. Like <laughs> I that heard. is the craziest, <gasps> this silliest is... thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, what a weird man thing, like child man thing to do. To yes, be like, we're is... actually gonna physically fight each other in a ring in front of millions of people to decide whose company is better. This, like, literally this when, is chaotic. <laughs> when I heard this was happening, it reminded me of the fights. That would happen in high school where people would like hype up that these two dudes were going to fight each other and Absolutely. it would like never happen. It's or Lord it just of be, the like, Fly vibes. La- like super lame. But I'm like, this is like Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg like didn't get to live that in high school because they like because they're cool big nerds and they're big nerds. So now they're like <laughs> living. They're like recreating the like high school thing that they didn't get to do as and the whatever they felt they 40 year old men like. I'm just like I. It wasn't attractive to me as a 16 year old. Why do you think this would be like a cool thing to do? Now you literally have more money than God. Just go do something normal. Like just go live your life. Like like, why do you have to like live in a cabana on fucking Maui and shut the fuck up? Like it's this is why wars start is because men are like let's fight each other to the death. Because that's the only way because to, like, solve our differences. Manly. And then I can, like, brag about it. I'm like, what? I mean, I don't think they're ever going to actually do it. You I don't think, think so? Gonna, no. It's, I like, scheduled. Hype- like, they're, no. like, training and stuff. No. They're going to hype it up. And then one of them's going to, like, I pulled a muscle oh. or my schedule conflicts or something. And Have they're just going to use it as, like, a media Have circus. you seen Elon Musk's body? He literally looks like... um what does he look like he looks like Gru from that movie (laughs) the minions Minions movie or whatever yeah Yeah, like his like 
upper chest like he like looks like a weird seal or something like his chest is just like really bowed and then he's got like tiny it's little probably legs like plastic surgery he probably got like breast implants but no it's like his chest bone like it's like weird it's like imagine if a walrus stood up <laughs> like that's what his body looks like <laughs> I don't know. Elon Musk is secretly <laughs> just a walrus, an animagus that didn't quite make it all the way to human form. And that's why this yeah. is all happening. Yes. He's trying to bring down the human race. Maybe because he's we an keep alien. destroying his habitat. And the aliens just didn't know how to make a human body properly. I mean, yeah. And that's why he's like that. super smart and stuff like that because he's not actually human. Yeah. And that's why he's so weird. And that's why he's so weird. And it was obsessed with getting to space, too, because maybe he, like, accidentally fell from his home or something. Yeah. Yeah. Conspiracy. Well, you heard it here first. Elon Musk is the aliens that they had those trials about. Ooh, yeah. Maybe, like, the government is figuring it out, and that's why they're coming out now. They had a whole Congress trial about it. Wait, what? Yeah, that just happened last week, too. The government had a Congress trial about aliens? Yeah, the Republicans are basically doing anything. I don't know if this is too political for the pod. It's not. But they're doing anything to, like, not do any, like, real legislation. So, like, they had a couple of ex, like, CIA and, like, ex, like, special intelligence Uh people come and testify Uh in front of congress about the existence of aliens and that there's like a u.s and an international government program about like studying ufos and that they have recovered non-human biological material wait, wait, and stuff wait there's an international like like body uh, of people yeah like between like the allies between like the uk and like right 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 so I don't understand why then they had to like testify to prove that. Like, can't that just body of people just be like, hello, correct? We are well, the body. They're sworn to secrecy. So, like, that's why it had to be like ex agents because they are like now out of the program. So, that but they now they're telling the it. government. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I didn't, I didn't listen to the actual <laughs> trial about like whatever they talked about. I just saw clips this of them. This is so silly. Yeah. What oh, is it's happening? A, it's a total distraction. Like, and it's so funny because now there's a bunch of memes about how people are like, okay aliens and the cost of living is still ridiculous like yeah. i don't know what like okay i will care about aliens when my rent is not three thousand dollars a month like, yeah so honestly it's, yeah it's been really unless it's aliens total, can pay my rent yeah slash we'll, mortgage we'll take an, a one abduction please one <laughs> two abductions actually <laughs> please please uh yeah so that's been a thing where yeah they had one or two trials about where or one or two sessions of congress where they talked about like the alien program and whether or not it's like a national security risk or whatever because like apparently ufo sightings are like increasing and i was like i think that's because people are highly stressed because of you know recent world events yeah i think more people are doing drugs too because of recent world events i agree so and you know people pen- spending time outside trying to be six feet away on yeah. drugs stressed out mm, probably would see a ufo in that case i feel like so too also you know like i don't know about you but i believe that there are aliens out there somewhere you know i do too and i'm I like mean, why are we spending time on this unless it actually like becomes a thing yeah i don't i, w- I would <laughs> go as far as to say that i would even believe that the u.s or like governments have alien technology or something like that or like at least like extraterrestrial things that have fallen out of the sky yeah but it 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 kind of is like 
I don't really care. It kind of doesn't really matter right yeah. now. I'm like, I'm like either the, I don't know. The two options are either like the aliens are going to be like far less sophisticated than us or like mm-hmm. not going to be like able to kind of compete with us on like a human, like a biological level. Right. They're going to be so far superior to us. I didn't, and I would imagine if they can travel across fucking space to get to us, they yeah. are. That there's just going to be nothing we can do should they choose to arrive. And I'm just like, should they choose I, to arrive? Yeah. I also feel like, I also feel like they're probably not going to like attack us, right? Like, I mean, who knows? Yeah. And then I, I think it's Neil deGrasse Tyson, but um, some scientist talks about how it's Neil like, deGrasse Titan Ty- Tyson? Tyson. That's a scientist. Yeah, he's the guy. We might have to fact check. He is the black guy who is a physicist. Man, that sounds like the black guy who is a boxer. No, isn't the one who bit somebody's ear off? Yeah. No, what's his name? His name is... Uh, it's also Tyson. It is. Mike Tyson. Okay. No, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure is the physicist but the okay. famous physicist who goes on lots of talk shows and is black okay. <laughs> um he once said that it's really likely that like even if we encountered alien life forms that like we might not even be able to comprehend like what we're looking at because right. like the because of like dimensional theory and mm-hmm. stuff like that and like because there's not a guarantee that they have evolved in like an oxygen and nitrogen rich environment like you know because the most abundant chemical in the universe is actually hydrogen and i think Mm -hmm. the second is carbon or something so it's like it's really unlikely that like they're going to develop into something that we would even recognize like they might just be like a ethereal cloud or they might even exist in like dimensions beyond that that we can like comprehend where it's like you know where they like move or speak in in ways that we can't even like we don't have sensory things to process oh very interesting yeah. that's kind of like, so like they might even be here they might have already visited and left because they're like these people are dumb yeah can't they, even talk like, they to can't them. even fucking talk to us we're leaving. <laughs> they can't hear me like, well that's kind of like there's like some um i want to say like amazonian tribes that like only recently have had contact with the the outer world and they can't see the color blue because mm. they like i just haven't had like interesting I don't, they just don't have the like the ability to perceive it mm-hmm. or like maybe like the word yeah it's like when they see blue they still see green mm. which is very interesting that is super interesting i wonder i wonder if there is like a scientific because like color is a spectrum right and that's why some people are colorblind and stuff like that but i wonder if it is like a biological sorry for my burp <laughs> how dare you burp on this podcast <laughs> There is a biological component to here. seeing <laughs> color. So I wonder if they're like missing that thing in their eyes or in their optical nerve or something. Yeah. Or if it is more of like a social thing where it's like they can't really understand the color blue because it's like the sky and water is like technically blue, but they don't really like stay blue. Like they're very. Yeah, like I've always fluid. been really curious about that. Like we have no way to prove that like how i perceive pink is how you perceive pink right you know yeah. what i mean like mm-hmm. we're in an all pink room and to me i see a certain shade but to you this could be a completely different shade oh 100 yeah. percent. yeah very interesting it's very interesting welcome to our science podcast <laughs> sorry Allie. Uh, sorry Allie. <laughs> it's a uh, sci-fi podcast 
<laughs> Speaking of sci-fi, um, since I didn't actually have a lot of comet tea this week, I did want to do um, a fuck Mary kill with you. And we are big fans of Lord of the Rings. It's not sci-fi. Well, it's fantasy. Okay. It's fantasy. <laughs> Adjacent. Uh, so fuck Mary kill the trio. You have Aragon, Gimli, Legolas. It's terrible. I feel like you have to kill Legolas because mm-hmm. he's just, uh, there's nothing going on in his mind. <laughs> he is so dumb, <laughs> which makes him both a bad husband and a bad lover. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry. I wouldn't normally just let him find be. the G spot. <laughs> he couldn't find, <laughs> barely find Isengard that one, but... <laughs> What do your elf eyes Ooh. see, Legolas? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> oh, um, I feel like it's tough though because I'm, I might. I'm like I love Aragorn, yeah, very much, but I do not know that I want to be the queen of Gondor. That seems like a lot of work. Um, mm. I kind of just want to like make it fuck Aragorn and marry Gimli because Gimli just like is very rich and well taken care of and he mm-hmm. he is like very dwarves, wealthy yeah it seems like it would be a very chill life dwarves value the good things in life of yeah. like they love to food drink and be drink. cozy and like live under mountains and like have shiny jewelry and stuff like that yeah they're like kind of like you yeah well and they're like a stop <laughs> between hobbits and men where it's like they're not quite as quaint as hobbits like they're yeah. still a little bit more rough around the edges mm-hmm. and they have probably like more money Hobbits okay seem like peasants okay so i would i would agree with that mm-hmm. i think that's a good choice thank you um what about fuck mary kill between um pippin treebeard and gandalf what <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think i think you kill gandalf he's already defeated death once he could probably do it again so like okay or he'll just go to the undying lands and hang out with all his buddies so i like would feel the least bad about killing mm-hmm. gandalf he just basically just like sending him to his room yes um i think it is fuck pippin and marry treebeard i don't why i I didn't want to marry Pippin. <laughs> he is very sweet and also very dumb. And that is not. Uh, I don't know. I, it's hard. That's hard, though, because is like, Pippin not Ray energy sometimes, though? Um, yes, but like, no. <laughs> like no. slightly chaotic. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Loves to eat and very silly. Yeah. But not like, I don't know, like Ray. I want to say Ray. It's not that Ray like Ray's is Amanda's amb- husband, by the way, listeners. Yes. Ray's not ambitious, but he's. But Pippin's so lacking in ambition. <laughs> like Ray is like kind of like a, you know, he's just a happy little guy, but he likes to like. How read is and Pippin lacking things? in ambition? He went all the way across the world. On accident, he did not know he was doing that. <laughs> but he kept going. 
<laughs> and I'm not saying that I, uh, like, I don't know. I just couldn't. I don't know. Pippin, I don't know. Just not the one for me. And I just like Treebeard. Treebeard's cool. He's got his shit I together. I also um, like Treebeard because they just lose their wives all the time. So you would actually just be able to go live your that, life. That's kind of what peace. I was thinking. I was like, this feels like more of like an independent like partnership where it's yeah. just like i'm gonna live in like your tree area and we'll like hang out every once in a while when, when you I wake find up find you yeah <laughs> and then like we'll just go about our time and i also really love the idea of living in like a scary forest that mm-hmm. like men don't want to go into because they Ooh. think it's like haunted and you're kind of yeah. like you know like they're the shepherds of the forest not really like the rulers of the forest but mm-hmm. at the same time like you would kind of you know probably you be benefit safe. from that you know yeah. so you'd be safe and then you just get to like do this. Then you get awesome... to live out your witchy dreams and yeah, being like exactly. the witch of the evil forest. Yeah. And then like people, maybe like there'd be like urban legends and people would come like seek me out for guidance and stuff like that. I would love that shit. I want people to come ask me. Yeah. That sounds really fun, actually. Would you just make it up though? Oh, like because totally. you're not a real witch. 100%. <laughs> yeah it would be like it would be like the middle earth version of a podcast like i would be unqualified to give the advice i was giving but i would definitely put it out there for people to come ask me smoke signals and then people would be like have you been to the witch in fangorn forest just like they recommend podcasts to each other and then people would come and i would give out and i would just give out crazier and crazier shit and see if people do it it's amazing (laughs) i'm gonna stick by that plan yeah i love that for you actually i really love that that's a dream (laughs) oh delightful delightful Do you want to jump into our special of the week? Yeah. So this week we watched Mark Norman's new special on Netflix. It's called Soup and Nuts. Soup to Nuts? Soup to Nuts. What a strange name. It also never got explained as far as I know. No. So I guess if that's... anybody knows <laughs> why it's called that, <laughs> drop it in the comments. <laughs> Let us know. Um, so actually, the last time I worked with Mark Norman, he was working on this special. So this is the second time I've heard this set. Um, and to me, it was very hacky. It felt very hack comedy to me. I don't know what that means, but I feel like I agree. <laughs> it's just like... Um, I feel like the punchlines of his jokes were very, like, very, per- like, you could predict them. Predictable. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, it's kind of like when you're watching a show, right, and they have, like, a, a, a it's comic. Like a it's like the... Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it felt like. And he was yeah. also, like, very fast-paced. Um, I wrote down, yeah. like... I felt like a lot of the things like weren't connected in in that the only thing that connected them is that they were like controversial or like I would say even borderline offensive. But I was like, I feel like a lot of your like yeah. his like set didn't seem to have like a 
a flow where he was like, this happened to me with this girlfriend. Speaking of that girlfriend, like, da, 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 da. I like, think like, like that's like, because just, like, from- he's so fat. He's so fast paced. He's so rapid fire. Yeah. Um, like almost to the point where like I wrote down that it felt like an open mic set mm. because it was so fast paced. He didn't let jokes sink in. Um, they were not great jokes. They were predictable punchlines. Um, he talked about like kind of boring and overused themes. Yeah. Um, you know, like gay people like and women sex and, and sex and like that's kind of all it really was. Um, and then like self-deprecating. So it definitely feels like something that like had I just watched like a ten minute set of it, it would have been like an open comic mic that I actually probably would not have booked. Yeah. So it was just like an hour of bad open mic sets. Yeah. I wrote down, is this special from 2005? Very (laughs) heterosexual. (laughs) Yeah, it was um, not. It just felt weird. And I'm like, not like a overly PC person, but I was just like, we're doing retarded jokes in the year 2000. Oh, and then the fact that he used the word like yeah, repeatedly, I was, like, I was like, that is a R word that I you're know. dropping just, just on like, the chill. No. And, and like, I don't know. It kind of, and I'm not sure because I'm not part of the comedy world and I don't mm-hmm. know about him. This is the first time I've ever seen him. Yeah. Um, but I wrote down, like, I don't know if this is his thing. If he like tries to like ride that line of inappropriateness to like, kind of be his his thing that makes him stand out or whatever yeah but i wrote a... down like i don't know if you're allowed to say i miss racial jokes as a white man like <laughs> it just felt <laughs> like it felt borderline racist like it feels like i yeah. miss when we could say the n-word and i was like mm, i don't know and i also was so he like confusing <laughs> like i was like who is your audience i don't understand he toe to the line for sure where you're like oh like i'm uncomfortable but you're not actually saying anything that's like that bad Mm -hmm. but he did use like the like my black friend thing a lot to the point where i was like i don't think you have a black friend like i think you're just saying my black friend so that you don't get canceled and like he had like some (laughs) weird qualifier in there where he's like i grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood and i'm like I don't care. I know. There's another comic that I know that's um, not famous, but he like he tells a lot of jokes about that. Of like, oh, I was like one of the only white kids in my class, and I'm like, yeah, but you're not the only white kid in this room right now. Like, and like (laughs) just because those kids never said anything to you or whatever, it doesn't mean that just like as a general rule, the whole population is just fine with you doing those things. Yeah, I'm just like. And I'm like, I feel like there could be like a really funny, nuanced, like comedy perspective to be for to being the only or like a minority white guy, which is not yeah. normal, like not right. like a kind of typical situation in the U.S. But I'm like, this is not this it. Is not this it. is you're not old doing it and right. tired. Like I'm like, and that's I was like legit. Like I was like, I can't believe this has come out in 2023. Like this feels like perspectives and like almost like conversations we've had as like kind of like a a greater society. In like the early 2000s, I was like, yeah. this is bizarre. This is kind of what I was talking about a few weeks ago when we were talking about, I think Kevin Hart special, Ali and I had, I had said something about like, it feels like the pendulum is like swinging back. Mm-hmm. Like we went so far on like cancel culture and like quote unquote woke society that like now, especially in the comedy world, I feel like the pendulum is swinging back towards being like mm, a little let's say edgier Mm -hmm. again um 
and I think if you do it right, it's it's fine. Um, and I don't want to say that Mark did it wrong. Like it just felt like he was almost doing it wrong all of the time. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it, or even just like sloppy, or kind of like you said, like it was just like not. I don't know. It, it just me, it, it didn't just felt, feel good. It didn't yeah, feel it didn't good feel to good. watch, and, and it, it almost felt um like I don't know. I think what I'm trying to say is that it felt boring and then i was like he didn't feel like he brought any new perspectives to no, any it of felt the, like the topics as well where yeah i'm like and i don't I think know that's like that's what it was when he was bringing up so many controversial things like so and it's such a variety like gay people and like controversial kind of views on women and like yeah and talking about black people and that's when it started to feel kind of like a gimmick i was mm-hmm. like are you just trying to get like sound bites that sound bites that will go viral on like Absolutely. tiktok and twitter Absolutely, yeah because i was like that's boring yeah <laughs> like, i don't know it's it was very weird um definitely not my cup of tea no um i wrote down i'm horrified and i'd like to go home <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i it was it was not good i think it was a waste of 48 minutes um he's also, a hack comic i've worked with him a lot in the past um and i was really disappointed the most recent time that I worked with him when mm-hmm. he was working on this special um, because I don't remember him being so bad. Like he was always a comic before this last time that I looked forward to seeing and mm-hmm. was like, oh, he always like does a good show, like to the point where like I had recommended some people that I knew outside of comedy to come see his show because they were like, we want to come and support you in the new club. Mm-hmm. You know, like who's someone we should come see. And I was like, Oh, you should come see Mark Normand. Mm-hmm. And then they came and they saw him and I was like horrified. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, this is not what I <laughs> expected. Not what I, yeah. And I don't know if it was like, um, I don't know if I just didn't pay as close attention when I had seen him previously. Cause you're running around and doing so much um or if i was like a lot of it was like pre-covid so Mm -hmm. like i don't know if maybe i just like was paying less attention or he wasn't as comedy style has changed yeah i don't know yeah but i definitely know that like the last time i saw him um at l club i was like this is terrible like i remember him doing the r word bit and i was like no yeah i was gonna i was gonna ask you what he's like to work with because i Mm -hmm. was like he he had all these controversial things but then he would have kind of these things like i'm a feminist and i was like you're he's very nice like he's a very nice man he's very easy to work with low needs but his like offstage personality is like just as chaotic as his onstage personality like you'll be in a conversation and he jumps from like topic to topic to topic to topic where like you almost don't get a word in like but he but he will ask you questions so you like try to answer it but like you can't because then he's asking you a different question and you're like i can't i can't i don't, I don't know how i don't know i don't know what to do thank you <laughs> but he is like he is easy to work with like he's definitely one of the easier headliners that i've had in the hmm. past um also like what kind of crowd does he draw because that was the other thing is that i was just like Big like, drinkers, I'm, lots I'm, of men. I was just gonna say, lots of men, Jacob, lots of white men. I was men. like, men, because <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he even said like he was being like, 
he asked a couple of different times, like, do we have any gay people in the crowd? Do we have any immigrants? And like, you know, so he's basically asking, like, what kind of minorities do we have in the crowd? And like, it would literally be like one, one person. Like, yeah. Ooh. But I'm sure if they asked, like, do we have any white men in the crowd? It would be like, <laughs> like, <laughs> that was his crowd. <laughs> um yeah, so i mean it's like it's, it's, it's like good for the club because white men like drink a lot yeah for sure but um they're also like annoying customers because then they're like i am the star of the show <laughs> and you're like no you're not sit down yeah um so yeah i don't know he makes money he always sells well but i just was really unimpressed with him comedy wise like the last time i worked with him and then again like watching this special i was like it's just not a booking that I would make again. I yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, other than the demographic thing, like hitting a good demographic that like makes money. I'm like, I don't know why anyone would book him. I'm very, yeah. I don't know. Maybe there are people out there who who do like him, and you can tell us why he appeals to you. Oh yeah, am, he has a big fan base. I am flabbergasted because <laughs> I do not fall into any of the categories other than white. Yeah, <laughs> that like appeal. That he appeals to. So, like, every molecule of my being is like, why does this man have a platform? (laughs) I am very, very confused. Like, it was, and that, I think that was the thing too, is that, like, I, it would be one thing if I was like, if he was kind of like a more consistently, like, conservative comic, I guess, or like, because of the weird controversialness or whatever. But he seemed to like ping pong sort of back and forth between these, like, really like broy, like borderline conservative mm-hmm. takes and mm-hmm. then like would like swing wildly in the other direction of being like i'm a feminist and i support like jews or something and i'm just like Ugh. i don't understand what's going on because i'm like very... i think if i could have like if i could have compartmentalized and been like oh he's a he's a comedian for this demographic and i can see why he appeals for this demographic and stuff like that like then it would i think be it would have been like to easier like to process <laughs> but i just couldn't i was like i don't know who you're trying to talk to because i am so confused yeah <laughs> so i think like um it's very similar to jim jeffrey's most recent special mm. where like jim jeffrey's kind of did similar things where he would make um like gay trans black jokes but he's like he's a liberal person mm-hmm. um for the most part but i think he did it like jim jeffries was more artful i feel yeah. like whereas like marks like i said just felt hacky like it just felt like he was getting the oh, easy super. laugh for sure versus like that's actually cool. putting thought into the joke writing process oh truly yeah. um so that's why it's like i think if you want to toe the line that's fine there yeah, are funny things totally fine to say but like this is your craft like be craftful you know what i mean like it just felt like like say something with it i don't know like (laughs) say anything at all besides the r word (laughs) it was so bizarre yeah oh i think bizarre is also he has like he has an interesting cadence of voice i actually wrote down that his voice gives me ptsd (laughs) i don't like i don't know why it's like his voice specifically like immediately brings me back into like comedy club management stress mode but like i don't know i think it's probably because he was like he often did our clubs so like i was often hearing his clips for like um uh the previews that we would play Mm -hmm. at the clubs and Mm -hmm. things like that um that i'm like oh it's just 
jarring again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it, I wrote that it sounds like an old timey newspaper man in a black and white movie. Like, I don't know. Like he, he gave me like weird, like, you know, like Chicago vibes of like, but like from like a, like a black and white movie from the turn of the century. Yeah. It's just like. And That's I kind of really feel funny. like it goes with that hack thingy where it's like, well, Missy, didn't you hear about the... <laughs> Is he a time traveler I'm... from the 40s? Maybe he's an alien, too. And then the last time they researched humans, it was 1939. <laughs> and he's just like, this is what this humans is what talk humans like. Sound like and do and think are funny. We're unmasking all the aliens oh, here today. Well, if we disappear, you guys know why. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah that was my take on it i finished it and i was glad that it was over i think that's fair so i think we're gonna go with cooked i would go with cooked okay if i was ever given the opportunity to run a club i think i will also go with cooked um it was just bad and even if he brought in a crowd i would be embarrassed I by would be embarrassed the comedy that he did on stage product. yeah yeah so Yikes. um yeah He's cooked. Sorry. Sorry. Try again next time. Oops. Do you uh, have an industry tip? <laughs> um, I don't know that I have an industry tip. I actually have not been to that many comedy shows in my life, so I don't really know. I don't know. Do you have a tip at all? <laughs> Any tips? They just life tips. Life tips. Um, you have to come find me in Fangorn Forest to get life tips. Oh, sorry. <laughs> would you like free. to? You would have you to like go. to plug your witch podcast? <laughs> Where can the people find you, you in have Fangorn to go Forest? On an adventure. <laughs> there must be at least trials and tribulations before Follow you the reach smoke me. Wings. <laughs> yeah for sure um if there Fight is like the a creepy lagoon you're probably getting close okay like, mm -hmm. got it for sure um industry tip be a better writer than mark normand and yeah. don't go for the easy laugh even though sometimes it feels good i i would agree with that yeah for sure like if you're gonna do something like comedy I don't know. Approach it like a craft. Like do yeah. it. Do it with some intention. Hopefully, yeah. I don't know. So, I think that's it. Welcome to our mini episode. Thanks, Amanda, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, Allie will be back next week, and we'll do our stuff all over again then. Yay! Uh, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Threads at A Laughing Matter Podcast. Uh, email us at alapimatter2023 at gmail.com. Um, and you can find Amanda in Fangorn Forest. So I give great life advice if you can find me. You survive. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.